Hi, I'm Emily Salaby, founder of Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company, and your host on the Hazard Girls podcast here on Jacket Media. I'm so honored to host this show where I get to chat with Hazard Girls about their careers. Hazard Girls is an online community for women working in traditionally male-dominated fields. On our show, you'll get to hear from these amazing women about the path that led them to their current careers, challenges they've overcome, advice for other women in entering these industries, and more. Amy Carr is a civil engineer in training who works in the water industry. She graduated with a Bachelor's of Science in Civil Engineering from California State University, Long Beach, where she took part in the Society of Women Engineers, American Society of Civil Engineers, and Associated Students Incorporated. Amy's passion for engineering continues outside of her work environment. As a founder of Engineering Gals, she has built a continent-wide community of engineers focused on positive and empowering ecosystems for women in STEM. Welcome, Amy. We're so happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Emily. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, it's really exciting to finally get a chance to sit down and chat and learn a little bit more about you and about Engineering Gals. Yeah, I'm also excited to sit down with you as well. And I'm really excited for all the questions that we're going to be talking about today. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, tell us a little bit about, first of all, what is your current job? You work in the water industry. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, for sure. So I'm a civil engineer in training, and a lot of my experience comes from working on the regulatory side for inspecting drinking water systems. Mm -hmm. So basically, the tap water that comes to your home, I would go out and then inspect those water systems and then write permit reports for those water systems. And that's mainly my background. So I had interned in the water industry for about four years. And then when I graduated, I got a job within the water industry as well. And so that's a little bit about that. And then Mm -hmm. currently, I'm focusing most of my energy on engineering gals. Yes, I'll definitely ask you a little bit about engineering gals, because it seems like such a great organization. But I wanted to ask you, are you familiar with the organization Empowering Women in Industry at all? Or Empowering Pumps? No, I'm actually not. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but I definitely need to connect you with them because there's lots of women in the water industry in that organization. And it's a great organization that puts on a conference each year. And I'm actually on the steering committee for that. So I'll have to. Oh, that's amazing. I think okay. you'd like that. Yeah, okay, for so sure. Engineering Gals, I first came across it on Instagram, of course. I think that's probably your biggest presence, right? Yeah, for sure. And you've got a lot of followers, you've got a ton of interaction from your community. So tell us a little bit about it. Is it a community? Is it actually a nonprofit? Is it a company? For sure. So Engineering Gals was founded in 2016 by Maritza Bravo and I. We're both co-founders of Engineering Gals. And we basically realized that there wasn't really an online representation of female engineers. And I didn't really have role models at that time that I could look up to. So we decided to start Engineering Gals and to celebrate their accomplishments and to give them a platform to basically also demystify, you know, what really is engineering. And today now, like you said, we look, there's engineers from all over the U.S., and other countries who are a part of the network and share what they do as engineers. 
So mainly Marissa and I have been running Engineering Gals on our Instagram. And pretty soon we're going to be launching our dream team to help us expand to other ventures. But basically we're an online community of engineers and our audience ranges from about 18 to mid 30. So high school graduates and engineering professionals. Mm -hmm. And our mission is to inspire more women to become engineers by Mm -hmm. providing community resources and information. And you are definitely doing that. I see so much excitement all over the Instagram page, on the Facebook page. And then do you also have a Facebook group? We do. We have a Gals Chat Facebook group. And we're currently trying to launch our website as well. But right now, if any engineering gal wants to communicate with one another or share information and resources directly, they can do that on the Gals Chat Facebook group. Okay. So it's you and is it Maritza or Maritza? Yeah, Maritza. And are there any other members of the leadership team? No, it's just us two. (laughs) The two of you are accomplishing a lot together. Thank you. So that's great. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What's your background? Where did you grow up? And just your educational background too. Okay, for sure. So I grew up in Bakersfield, California with my parents and three younger sisters. And I moved to Long Beach, California for my undergrad in civil engineering. And currently, I recently moved out to Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada to live out here with my husband. So I've kind of moved around a little bit. And so I'm a first generation American. And I'm also the first in my family to get a college degree. Mm -hmm. And since being the oldest in my family, I didn't really have that guidance. So I've always wanted to sort of give back in some way or another. And I think a lot of that plays into engineering gals and why I feel so passionate about it. And then funny enough, I actually started off as an engineering major. My journey in engineering began because my dad was a mechanic and I used to work on projects with him at home. We would Uh fix cars or do some other stuff at home. And so a lot of that kind of just got my curiosity going and that's kind of how I went into engineering. I didn't really have anyone sort of telling me, hey, you should be an engineer or no one in my family was an engineer. Yeah. And then I guess a little bit more about me. Fun fact, my last name, Kaur, means princess. So it's a symbol for equality for women and men. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of my experiences just growing up have kind of shaped me into who I am. Growing up as a woman with sisters has also shaped who I am today because From a very young age, I would get aunties telling me, you know, how unfortunate it was that I have sisters instead of brothers. And I just remember being so confused and I would get so mad. And it would just fuel me even more to just be a better person and to really go out there and accomplish my goals. So, yeah, that's amazing. And are you close with your sisters? I am very close with them. Have any of them followed in your footsteps with engineering yet? No, most of them are doing business as of now. That's so cool. So when you first went to college, did you know that you were majoring in engineering or is that something that you decided once you got there? When I first got to college, I was a little bit undecided and I started off as a nursing major Mm -hmm. and slowly I started really thinking about what I wanted to do and what is my interest in? And that's kind of where I related back to. I'm just naturally very curious about how things work. And then I started taking an introduction to engineering class. 
And that helped me really figure out, okay, what do I really want to do? And that made me realize that engineering is my passion and that's what I'm going to go for. Yeah. So, yeah. And I love that your dad was so influential in that way that he would actually take the time to explain things to you and talk about how things work. I think a lot of times as girls growing up in families, we don't always get that explanation. And I don't know, maybe it would have been different if you had had brothers, but that's great that you benefited from that in that way. Yeah, I agree. I always wonder that as well. Like, okay, would it have been different if I had brothers? Um, It sounds like you have a great dad. (laughs) Yeah, he was. (laughs) So once you were in college and you decided you were going to do civil engineering as a major, first of all, was it male-dominated at your college or was it more evenly dispersed? Yeah, for sure. So when I first started off at Bakersfield, I had to basically transfer out to Cal State Long Beach because Bakersfield didn't have an engineering degree. But I do remember taking a lot of math and physics while I was there. But at both universities, I would say that they were definitely more male-dominated. For example, in a class of 35, we would have maybe two to maximum five women. So I think having that, sometimes it would be a little bit more competitive. In some cases where, you know, I want to do my best and be my best because there are cases, and it's really odd for me to think that because I just think, you know, well, I'm just doing me, but I have gotten this sort of feedback of like, oh, well, you're a woman, you don't know what you're talking about. This is a man's world. This is a man's industry. You can't do math. You can't do this. And it's like... You've gotten that feedback when you were in college at school? A little bit in school. And then I would say I've received more of that today. Like I would say, I make some educational videos on TikTok. And sometimes I get those types of comments on there as well. But I would say it's like good and bad. I had some very supportive male friends in that aspect as well too, though. So when you are faced with negative feedback or just people being discriminatory because you're a woman, how have you dealt with that experience? And how have you found ways to face that type of challenge? I think I just took it upon myself to really differentiate it. Okay, well, this is the feedback that I'm getting, right? And that's their actions. And just be more mindful about like, okay, I'm in control of my actions, my words, and myself. So I just try Mm -hmm. to be more mindful in the way I carry myself, in, in the way I speak. And in meetings, you know, trying to take on that leadership role and really push myself to do things that, I wouldn't have done when I was younger because maybe I would have been shy or something. So I try to normalize being a woman in engineering, but also being a leader in engineering is such a, you don't really see that a lot. So yeah, I try to really push myself to do things and volunteer for projects and go out there and do public speaking so that I am seen and that hopefully somehow it inspires the next generation of engineers. Oh, I think that's so important. It's great Mm -hmm. that you're doing that and stepping outside of your comfort zone. You mentioned that there weren't a lot of women for you to look up to who you knew. Have you had any mentors, women or men in the field? And if so, what have they taught you? Yeah, I've had a few mentors trickling along from when I was interning in college and then also a few of my bosses. So Hmm. I've had some sort of, not necessarily like one-on-one mentoring, but always some sort of role model, somebody who kind of pushed me to do the things and take opportunities to grow. 
And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm very grateful to that. They have always believed in me and told me that I could do anything. And surprisingly enough, I've actually had more male mentors than female mentors, Mm -hmm. probably because there's less females within the industry in general. So I think that I really appreciate them pushing me and believing in me that I could do anything. And it's true. Like I have been able to do all those things that we sometimes kind of fear, you know, when we're going through it at that time. Yeah. It's so important to have male allies with us on these journeys. Yeah, for sure. And I think in the beginning of my journey, I had a lot of male allies and I didn't really see the negative side to being a female in engineering and the sexism or anything like that, because I've always had that support. I would say it's different for everyone. And my journey kind of changed throughout the years, I would say. Yeah. Well, going back to engineering gals, because really that's you giving back and creating that community that you wish you had had early on for others. So I'd love to hear a little bit about the projects that you have going on. I know you've got some, is it a webinar series coming up? Yeah, for sure. We have YouTube live seminars currently that we do. We do educational ones. We did space gals and civil gals. And then we also do motivational seminars for what it is like to be a woman in STEM. So one of them was Black Women in STEM. We kind of did that to support the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. We did Latinas in STEM to support Vanessa Guillen. She was a Latina who was sexually harassed on a military base and then went missing and then later found dead. Mm -hmm. So we tried to kind of focus on women in engineering, but also the ethnic and racial minorities in STEM as well. So that's one of them. We have our YouTube live seminars. And then like, you know, we have our Instagram. I don't know if I mentioned, but on our Instagram, we feature young women within the industry. And they also do Instagram takeovers. So -hmm. you can kind of go and see, you know, what do they do at work? What is their engineering job like? And we mentioned earlier, we have a gas chat Facebook group, a place where the community can communicate with one another. So this fall, we're planning on launching our member portals. So we're going to be launching membership so that all of our members will be able to connect with each other through the member portal and connect with some of the other STEM influencers that are present online. Oh, I think that's an amazing idea. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To get everyone to connect. It should never be a competition. It should always be about coming together and seeing what we can accomplish together. I love that. Well, who has benefited from Engineering Gals so far? Do you have any stories that you could share with us about anything, any positive outcomes? Yeah, of course. So one thing that we've noticed is after we started Engineering Gals, well, I guess when we started Engineering Gals, there were I would say like a few people talking about engineering. Their science community is huge, right? And the STEM community has grown so much today. But engineering, nobody had really talked about it at that time mm-hmm. online. I remember there was STEM media and then there was Iron Ring Gals at that mm-hmm. time. And engineering gals showed up and we started featuring women. And a lot of the times we would today we get the feedback of hey, I wouldn't have started my STEM page or my engineering page or even talked about engineering if it wasn't for engineering gals. Like 
that it gave them the confidence and inspiration to talk about engineering on their social media platforms. So I would say like through engineering gals or just our presence online and other engineering communities, the STEM influencer is now a thing or an engineering influencer is a thing when before that it wasn't that it was just beauty and fashion all on Instagram. It's really different. So through that, I've noticed that the STEM influencers have benefited a lot. So Mm -hmm. they've been able to get opportunities for brand deals, sponsorships, even Netflix specials. And it's pretty amazing. So that's like one aspect of like... What is the next Netflix special? I believe they were trying to find engineers who could bake cakes and design cakes that were architecturally unique. So Uh they needed an engineer to do that. And so I was like, that's so cool. So people would get all those types of opportunities because now they're STEM influencers and they have that presence online. So companies are looking towards them for endorsement, right? Yeah. You're really giving or creating a platform for women in these industries that didn't exist before. So Yeah, it's a very interesting evolution, I would say. And then the second aspect of it, I would say, is the community. People from all over the world have been able to connect through Engineering Gals. Mm -hmm. And we always hear, you know, hey, like we wouldn't have met these women if it wasn't for your feature or if it wasn't for this live event or seminar you did. Yeah. You know, so it's really amazing. Like everyone is supporting and connecting online, especially now with COVID. (laughs) Oh, even more so than ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what's the future of Engineering Gals? Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, of course. So in five years, let's see. Well, our main goal is to inspire engineers, right? But also help women be successful engineers and improve their retention rates by giving them the right tools. So by doing that, like we want to create online courses on how to tailor your resume and cover letter Mm -hmm how to get those soft skills and basically bridge the gap between students to professionals. Mm -hmm. And so we're currently actively creating a recruitment program that helps women find their perfect job. Maritza and I had a really hard time finding an internship since we're both first-generation Americans. We didn't have any engineers in our family. Mm -hmm. So we had to work hard, hustle, and learn from our mistakes. So yeah, we want to basically bridge that gap and we want to be on the forefront of communicating the importance of creating positive academic and professional cultures for women in engineering. Yeah. And I think that's really smart because five years from now, your audience is getting older. Your audience, maybe they're in college now or thinking about college or just graduated in five years, they're going to be out in the workforce. So you want to bring new people in, but you're also going to want to cater to those women who are out there working. For sure. Yeah, there's a lot of women who start off in engineering, but due to, you know, not having proper maternity leave or not having a supportive culture within the company, just don't come back after they either have children or just for some other reasons down the line. So we want to also work to help with the retention of women in engineering as well. well. What would be like the one piece of advice you would give to women or girls looking to get into engineering? Yeah, I would say if you love engineering or are passionate about it, then just go for it. Just go hard. Don't look back and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. 
if you really want it, then no one can stop you. And sometimes you might feel out of place or not everything is going to be easy. But my advice would be to make friends and have a support system while you're in mm -hmm. school and after you graduate to get through those difficult times. Join engineering gals, right? <laughs> and join engineering gals. <laughs> join a community of supportive engineers. <laughs> what yeah. would you say to your younger self? You mentioned that you're the first person in your family to get a college degree. So I'm sure that was intimidating at the time or the unknown for you. So what would you say to that young woman who was thinking about getting into academics and engineering? Yeah, I would say that I'm proud of her. And you've done a good job, like a positive <laughs> affirmation first, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that. we all need to do that. Yeah. And I would say, you know, don't be afraid to ask for what you want in life and you deserve it and go out there, face your fears. And most importantly, believe in yourself because no one else is going to do that for you. So, well, how can people get involved if they want to join Engineering Gals? Yeah, they can send us an email at engineeringgals at gmail.com. They can connect with us on the Gals Chat Facebook group or connect with us on Instagram. You know, we'd love to feature you. And pretty soon we'll be launching our online membership portal this fall. So you guys can look out for that. Oh, and I meant to ask you, what did you mean by the dream team? What's that? Oh, yeah. So for the dream team, we're recruiting interns to grow our social media presence online, you know, help manage our website and basically create content for Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ooh, that sounds like a fun opportunity for a lot. of Yeah. People. Very cool. Well, Amy, it's been so much fun chatting with you. Same. I love it. I learned so much about <laughs> engineering gals and about your background. And we absolutely love what you're doing with engineering gals. And we cannot wait to see where that journey takes you. So we'll be following your career and rooting for you and all of the engineering gals. Thank you so much, Emily. Thanks for supporting us and believing in us. I'm really glad that we talked about all of this and thank you for having me. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Amy. You have been listening to the Hazard Girls podcast on Jacket Media, sponsored by Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company. That's junojonesshoes.com. And you can go there to learn about our steel toe boots and to join the Hazard Girls community. I'm your host, Emily Salaby. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.